Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and I'm in the studio with Lawrence Williams and Shante Graham. Hey, folks, how you doing? What's up, man? Hey, Alfonso. Good. Uh, this is a very special episode. It's our 100th podcast, and we have a very special show, uh, tribute to Pharaoh Saunders. But we always start the podcast out with a song that speaks to the issue of social justice. So uh, let's get right to it because we are going to play a lot of music today. And this is uh, a piece that I can say Farrell used this because he always imagined. And uh, Herbie Hancock, his version of the John Leonard song, Imagine. Listen to this, and these words, they say a lot.
Herbie Hancock, what a genius! What yeah. a, a version of John Lennon's song. That was really, that was really cool, man. That was really good. I like that. that yeah. And that, and that was Pink. That was the first singer. Yeah, that was Pink. Wow. And then Seal. Who yeah. was that? Lettucey. Who was the woman singing? That uh, that was uh, what's her name? I was I was trying to I, I, I know the face. I thought it was Lettucey. No, no it's uh, not Lettucey. Indie Ivory. Yeah, Indie Ivory. Okay, oh, okay. Indie, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it's shows you the, the genius of Herbie Hancock as a jazz musician. Take a brilliant song with some really powerful mm. words, man, and put together a fabulous piece. And then had that international flow, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a, a great way to start the podcast, man. How you guys been? Okay, okay. Good, good, good. Good. 
So we we're dedicating this and we're we're playing foul Saunders, man. And if any musician imagined stuff, it was foul. <laughs> Cause uh his stuff is very creative. Uh I re I remember from the very early days with Foul Saunders. Uh that one song, Larry, what was Creator Has a Master the plan. plan? Yeah. Oh, what a song. Uh, well, and, and when that song came out, I think it was 1969, you had that album, Larry, Larry didn't you have that yeah, album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I said, yeah, I was born. We <laughs> 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 back to that again. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but that was a very, very, very powerful piece. Uh, when, when, when that song came out, I remember. Let's play it, folks. It came out in 1969. This is Farrell Saunders, and the creator has a master plan. It's like his theme song, but it was the theme song of 1969. Everybody was listening to it if you were of a younger generation and like mine. Farrell Saunders, the creator has a master plan. Sit back and enjoy.
Farrell Saunders, the creator has a master plan. Man, that is a a masterpiece, and it's a masterpiece for a lot of different reasons. Folks got to realize that was 1969. 1969, you had Vietnam brothers getting killed all over the place. We had heroin epidemics going crazy. We had poverty. We just got finished riots. We had police brutality. We had uprising on every college campus. And in the midst of all that, we were trying to find our identity as black people. And Farrell came along and played this, and young people identified with it. We identified because it, it represented chaos. But in that chaos, there was a master plan. And it, it just appealed to everyone. Someone not having that kind of experience may listen to some of this and don't get it. But, you know, out of that trauma came harmony. And Farrell reflected the times, man. I, I Larry, you know, because yeah. I know you know. Well, yeah. well, Chante, you were just... Little, 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 little lady, you know. Yeah, little, little something, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it reflected that time, man. He came along, man. He was, he was our voice in many ways. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I really like the way that he used the uh, percussions in this. You know, yeah. then be, it's like all throughout the whole, man. You know, through the whole session, um, and and he went into like chaos, and then would come back yeah. out of chaos. Go back in the chaos. Yeah, and we 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 grew up on doo-wop and Motown. Yeah, you know everything was harmony, and all of a sudden this cat came along, <laughs> and Trey came along, and we said, "Whoa, <laughs> the world ain't just square." <laughs> you know, wow. Yeah. Uh, and this this there was more to this. You had like five or six more minutes, but for the sake of time, I had to cut it short. Yeah, it's like that was like the one whole side of that particular. Just about, yeah. the whole side is about 33 Three minutes. minutes. Yeah. So, uh, but, but you know, that was putting that song in context. And then to understand Farrell, Farrell was born in 1940 in, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. You know what it must have been like down there during that time. Yeah. I don't want to go to Arkansas today. Imagine <laughs> 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 1940, man. Yeah. He graduated from high school in, in, in Arkansas in 59, and then he went to Oakland, California, lived with relatives, and the cat uh, went to uh, Oakland Community College for a little while and you know, majored in, in music. And then in 1961, he came to New York City. Here's the thing that most people don't know about Farrell Saunders is that when he came to New York City in 1961, he joined a rhythm and blues band. Farrell was playing rhythm and blues, some rock, all right? <laughs> and, well, he couldn't make a living. Yeah. The brother got homeless. Yeah, yeah. Homeless. Do you know what musician picked him up and brought him in? Take a guess, Larry. Miles? No. 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 Uh, John? No. Sun Ra. Oh, yes, yes. That would make Sun Ra. Yeah, yeah. And he stayed at Sun Ra's place. Sun Ra used to have a place for musicians who were like having difficult times. All you do is come in and play with us, man. And it was called Sun Place. Yeah. And he uh, played with Sun Ra for a while. So you see that influence of Sun Ra yeah. is there. So you imagine the background with Sun Ra. And, and in 65, he joins John Coltrane. So that combination, man, you know he was moving out there. 
And then he then after that he goes to Alice Coltrane. Yeah. So you know that that combination of of, of uh, progressive free jazz spirit jazz man was there with Farrell. Um, that was 1969, and that was a year for the brother. Any reaction to this song? I know I've been talking a lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> <a good song. laughs> yeah, this, this, this song really gets you off. Gets you oh, off. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. A, it's a lot of history in just yeah. what you just said. And yeah. then speaking about your time, like you said, 1969 was a very tumultuous year, oh, especially for black folks um, in this country and abroad. But that song right there is would be sounds like something that maybe public enemy would have done in my time because they were revolutionary because they were talking about police brutality they were talking Mm -hmm. about with especially the song fight the power yeah right right, fight the power came out we were like yeah like this is it like so i i hear that type of revolution in that song yeah yeah. and what you said something that was um kind of prolific you said in chaos is a master plan so yeah. we all know that we have to go through something. Yeah. To birth. Yeah. I mean, even childbirth, that's sure. chaos, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. To something beautiful. So I, I hear it in that song. Yeah, there was yeah. hope yeah. in that song, yeah. man. And, and there's a funny thing about that. And, and Larry, tell me if, if I'm correct with that. Most of us was listening that, and his words were the creator has a master plan, but we were not listening through it to a traditional religious ear. No, no. Right. No, we that was the funny thing. It yeah. wasn't a religious song to us. Right. Yeah. It was something high. Almost, I can't. Spiritual I know. Maybe, maybe I, I can't describe it, but it was sort of this universal consciousness thing. Mm-hmm. It was something really higher. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like um, what I would say is the the Christian God or 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 yeah. well, mainly the Christian God because I got, I grew up a Christian. Um, it was something different. I, yeah. I would use the oh, word yeah. different. Um, and it was something that was like really tremendous, like yeah. out out of my imagination that that you know yeah. the creator has a master plan. What I liked too was like what you did with imagine it, imagine it, and then you to the creator. That, that was a nice that was a nice transition. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, because he just imagined, but he didn't stop there. In '69, he came up without he came out with this other album called Jews of Thought. And my man started playing this song called Humala.
coordinated control. Peace is the will of the people and the will of the land. With peace, we can move ahead together. We want you to join us this evening in this universal prayer, this universal prayer for peace for every man. All you got to do is clap your hands. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three.
I can't play the whole thing because of the sake of time, but that was Farrell Sanders, man, and uh, Whom Allah. That's amazing. 69, man. His first song, he's, he's talking about the creator, and he comes out with his next album. He's talking about Allah. Uh, when you start thinking about these songs that he put out, man, you know, uh, it's like it, 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 it goes, pa- it, it expands in a lot of different re- uh, traditional religious perspectives, you know. Uh, but he doesn't stop there. The next year, <laughs> his brother comes out with a third song, man, uh, on, on the Blind, Deaf, and Dumb album. And I love that. Uh, and uh, That's Lonnie Listen Smith that's, that's doing the vocals, right? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, no, that's Leon Thomas. Oh, Leon Thomas. Oh, okay. Lonnie Listen Smith is on piano and uh, Cecil McBee is on bass. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, Leon Thomas. Yeah, that's right. Blind, deaf, and dumb. I got the wrong song up. Uh, well, let me let me put the right song up. Yeah. But in the meantime, uh, what, what did you guys think of that? Yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, I, I, you, I love Farrell, and there's nothing that Farrell can do that that, that is not... Yeah, uh, worth listening to. Um, I, I forgot that Leon Thomas was the guy that that was his vocal, mm-hmm. and uh, Lonnie Listen Smith did Creator has a master plan. I think at one time he has an album with that he that that's one of the songs that he does on off. Um, and uh, both both of them, I mean both of those guys are very good. So yeah. I enjoy listening to them. So, Shantae. He sings about the Creator, then he sings about Allah. Allah. Then the, fa- the next year he comes out with this song called "Let Us Go Into the House of the Lord." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is "Let Us Go Into the House of the Lord." This is with Farrell Saunders on sax, Lonnie Liston Smith on piano, Gary Botts on sax, Woody Shaw on trumpet, and Cecil McBee on bass. Sit back and enjoy this one. If I can get it to play.
Let us go into the house of the Lord. That's Pharaoh Sanders with Gary Bartz on sax. Pharaoh on sax with his short trumpet. Cecil McBee. It's an interesting song, man. It's a mellow mood. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, uh, very serene. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I used to listen to this quite often, man. It puts you in a meditative mood. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. reflective, meditative mood. But but you know, when I when when I was doing this, I really started looking at the progression of Pharaoh, and where where you know there was a lot of religious themes in, in his early albums, and then he moved much more towards an African themes, and then more towards a uh, Eastern philosophy themes. It's just this progression that he seemed like he was always in this search. Yeah, Eastern mm. philosophy was more with Alice, I think, when he got with, with Alice. Yeah. Uh, she brought that to the... Uh, put the table. Yeah, yeah, put that on yeah. the table. But then, then in 71, I believe, he came out with this, Thimby. I think I'm pronouncing it correct, T-H-E-M-B-I. That was an album that included Michael White on violin. Well, of course, Lonnie Distant Smith, who played with him throughout most of his career, Cecil McBee, and Farrell. And this is a, a piece called Thimby. And this has like, ev even the picture on the album cover has a, an Afrocentric perspective. It's no longer a religious perspective. You can sort of feel an African beat to this. Uh, Thimby, let's listen.
That's Farrell Saunders, Demby, T-H-E-M-B-I. That was recorded in 1971 with Michael White on violin, uh, Lonnie Liston-Smith, of course, on piano, Cecil McVie on bass, Farrell Saunders on sax, and James Jordan on cymbals and rings. You know what's interesting about this piece is no drums. Yeah, that's what I, I was kept. I kept saying, like Al, are you forgetting the drums? There is no and no drums. drums. Yeah, there is no. I was trying to listen for them, and it wasn't there. Yeah, uh, no drums. Uh, well, you know, he uses other percussions though. Yeah, with the the, the cymbals and that. So uh, we started a. a uh, how'd you like that piece? I like that piece. It was. Um, I I know you mentioned you mentioned. Alice Coltrane earlier, yeah, yeah. and I started listening to her, and I really, I'm glad that you brought her out, but I feel that same yeah. type of energy when I listen yeah. you know, to yeah. this piece. Yeah, yeah he I, moved. I mean, yeah. This was, uh, well, this was in 71, and then, you know, that's the time he started moving towards Alice. John Coltrane was dead, Alice's husband, and she started, you know, recording her stuff, man, and she took it out there. Maybe we'll do, do a piece on her. Yeah. A couple of her songs, maybe even next next time. Yeah, I haven't since I, I haven't haven't stopped listening to her. It's a piece that I really really love, and it just puts you in like that. She's addictive. She's yeah, very, she is. She is. I was so happy addictive. that uh, you put me on to Alice Coltrane. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, telling good. everybody, I'm like, do you know? Because I, I, I didn't know about her, and a lot of people my age, yeah. you know, they know John know. Coltrane. Yeah. But yeah. they never talk about Alice. I know, I know. Yeah. Women don't seem to get the credit they deserve. deserve that's yeah, for sure. and she that's was it. she was brilliant. Yeah, she yeah, was. yeah, she was. Yeah, she and played. ahead of her time. Yeah, she oh, played yeah. harp and piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was, a, you know, a, 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 and and she took the music out there, man. She went, ended up living in India. She was, she went all the she way. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I know I, I, I was going to include a segment on poetry, but I don't think we'll do it this time. We're just gonna we're gonna let it go, folks. We'll put pick it up next time because of the lack that's, of time. That's cause that's cause you prepared, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he did that to you. Yeah, I know. I know. I wanted, you know, put, put a little pressure. Put, put a little pressure. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I did. Make, I did write a little piece though. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, what happened to the poem in the pack? Pat Pocket stuff. <laughs> 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 That's okay. We, 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 we won't put you on this spot this time. Um, so we are getting near that time, and I want to end this tribute to John Coltrane. I mean, John Coltrane. Farrell Saunders with one of my favorite Farrell songs, and this is called The Healing Song. And there's a number of reasons why this is one of my favorite songs. But foremost is that this was recorded in Brooklyn at a place called the East. <laughs> and I was there for this recording. Wow. So I like this song. Outside of that, it's just absolutely brilliant. So we'll play a part of this song. And due to time restrictions, we won't play the whole thing. But uh, it's called The Healing Song. And it, 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 this song has done that for me on a number of occasions. So people, sit back and enjoy it. And before we leave, uh, Larry, Shante, thank you for being here. Uh, I know this episode, I ran my mouth a lot. 
<laughs> but, uh, no, but we loved it. I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I, I like the enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I got you know, for Farrell gets me going, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was just thinking about this guy is just amazing. But um, you know, hey, uh, I think we gave we we did him justice today. So, folks. Please enjoy this last piece by Farrell called The Healing Song, and hopefully this can heal you if you need healing, or you can use it in some future date when healing is necessary. And as always, until the next time, peace and love. Thank you.
Charles Sanders, um, live at the East, the healing song. Rest in peace, Val. Till the next time.